0: I think it's so important for, for women to understand that you can be a mom and you can do something that you love too, right? It's like that and is so important because I think that sometimes we think like, okay, well, how can I do that? It's like, listen, that can look all sorts of ways. You can, you can still be an incredible mom and you can also, you know, live, live your passion and be able to do those things that you maybe are like, oh, I'd love to do this. You can do both.
1: Hello, and welcome to our next episode of Uplift for Her. I'm your host, Mallory Craycroft, and I am so excited for our guest today. We have with us Krista Perry. Hi, Krista. Thanks for coming. Yeah, I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I am too. Krista and I have spoken a few times outside of this, and I feel like we should have recorded every conversation (laughs) we've had, but I'm really excited to see where this one is going to go. When I invited Krista to come, I wanted her to come speak on one of our main wellness pillars, which is intellectual wellness. So the idea with intellectual wellness, which sounds very boring and not very important, but intellectual wellness is a core part of who we are, as especially as women, and how if we are neglecting that big pillar, that we can feel a lot of dissatisfaction in our lives. So... I'm going to define how kind of I think of intellectual wellness. And then will you share how you th- see it too? So when I think of intellectual wellness, I think of just everything that's coming into our brains. So the books we read, the radio shows we listen to, the podcasts we listen to, the, the social media and Instagram and Facebook, and also the articles that we read. Um, I think it also includes our, our career and our um, skill set that we want to develop a skill set to use that career and then also creativity like how are we using our brains to exercise that other half of us that's not just learn, 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 but also create and and bring part of ourself to the world. Do you have anything to
0: add to that? Yeah, no, I think that that's such a great description. I think a lot of it also is like our thoughts, right? Yes. All of these things that we ingest are actually the things that are then creating our thoughts it's and huge. our beliefs around ourselves and also like the world around us. And so when you think about it, I love that you talked about like whether it's our jobs or whether it's, you know, there's so much of that that a lot of our beliefs around that are actually the, whether it's conditioning from what we've been reading or whether it's just you know, the the stuff that we surround ourselves with are going to make us think about, you know, oh, okay, maybe I think that this is how I need to uh, behave or this is what my role needs to be. And I yeah. think that all of that information that we ingest, right, and that we that so that's why I think we have to be so careful about the things that we're doing because that truly is what I think I think intellectual wellness is literally like you said the core pillar. Yeah. Because we can do all these other things from a wellness standpoint. But if we're not making sure that the things that we're intaking and those thoughts and those books and those people and those accounts that we're following are not in line and aligned with who we are, it can totally throw our wellness.
1: Yes. Out. Oh, you just said it so perfectly. And I think we can all think of examples of that, you know, on social media where you get, you do get sucked in and you're suddenly consuming all of this information. And I've had that where I have to like shake myself and be like, wait, why Why am I reading this? Like I just spent all this time reading this like post and I get sucked in sometimes to the comment battles, yes. you know, and you're like, wait, why, why am I bringing this into my life? Like I have no desire to really consume this. And yet here I am
0: doing that. Yeah. And I think that's so common, right? Because yes. it is just, it. you think like, oh, let's just see what other people are doing, right? And yeah. what we forget is that oftentimes what people are putting on social media are their highlight reels, yes. right? Oftentimes yes. people are not posting those really hard times or those hardships. And so we get sucked into it. And the funny thing is, is that it may not even be reality. And quite honestly, probably 90% of the time, it's not reality or it's not the full story.
1: Yeah. Well, Crystal, will you tell us a little bit about yourself? I know you have had. Such a life. <laughs> such a journey. And I'm so excited for our listeners to hear more about it because I think you are so qualified to talk about this. I think especially a lot of um, my listeners are moms who kind of struggle with that, con- not conflict, tension behind between stay-at-home mom versus career and this part of myself and this other part of myself. So tell us about yourself and a little bit about your journey with, you know, from a broad lens of intellectual wellness, but yeah, but just absolutely. about yourself.
0: I was very fortunate in the sense that when I was 20 years old, uh, I was, I'm one of those people who, who always have had to create my own path. So I just did. But when I was 20 years old, I knew that I wanted to work for the Olympics. And so I called up the Olympic committee and said, Hey, I'd love to work for you. It's the 2002 Olympics. And they were like, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I actually started working for the PR firm uh, who managed the 2002 Olympics, and I was fortunate to um, work with them. I withdrew from my senior year of college to go travel as a spokesperson for the 2002 Olympics. That's Olympic amazing, league, which is crazy, right? I'm like, how was I 20 years old and doing this? <laughs> but it was just like, hey, when opportunity rises, I always just took that. Yeah. So when I um, when the Olympics ended, I actually got another opportunity to. Uh, I went back, finished finished school, and then I was um, started working at. Park city mountain resort so a ski resort i was the marketing um, director and somehow i always had this inner confidence to know that like even when you don't believe in yourself you have to put yourself out there you have to fake it until you make it right that's kind of been my whole motto in life is Mm -hmm. fake it until you make it and so when i was 23 um the marketing director at park city had quit Again, I was 23 years old, didn't have much experience, but I threw my hat in the ring. It was like, listen, I don't know much about marketing, but I do know how to build relationships. I do know communications. And so at the age of 23, I was named um, the director of marketing at Parks New Mountain That's Resort. That's amazing. Yeah. and And, you know, again, it was like one of these things where I just knew that like I can do anything, right? Even though I don't have the skills, I'm just going to fake it until I make it. And so um, so basically for like 15 years, I was a primary breadwinner. Um, my husband, uh, he he's always been so supportive of me. I was traveling um, at a time because I went from Park City. I took on, a, I launched a big division for Powder Corp, which is a parent company, and I was traveling six thousand miles a month. I'd get on a plane on Sunday night, I'd take a red eye so I could tuck my kids into bed, and I would fly home Friday night. So I would be gone from Sunday to Friday, and it was a really hard life to live, but I felt like I was, you know, big and successful and all these things that like the external world tell us that we should be until it got too much. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my my kids were wondering who their mom was. They thought, you know, our nanny, I remember my, my sweet son, i always remember he's six years old. And I can still see the, the, hear the conversation. We were driving home. I was getting off on 6200 South in Salt Lake City um, off on our road and my, my sweet little baby in the back, he was six at the time, he looked at me, he's like, mommy? I was like, yeah, honey. He's like, are you my mom? <sighs> and I was like oh my gosh, you know what? Like, yeah, honey, I'm your mom. But what's so great is that like, our nanny's your mom too, but you probably don't even realize I'm your mom because I'm never home. I yeah. see you 36 hours a week, you know, that's it. And you're sleeping for part of that. And I think that was a big kind of turning. Like for me, I I started to think like, okay, what is this all for? Yeah, You know, it's great that I've been able to do all this, that I've been able to like I've had a supportive husband that I've been able to travel and accomplish my dreams and, you know, be be like one of the only female executives in the ski industry. But for what? Mm-hmm. And so I literally quit. Uh, a week later, I had five seconds of courage. Uh, and it was really scary <laughs> because we didn't have any, you know, it's not like I I knew what I was going to do.
1: You didn't and map I, this all no, out.
0: Didn't map it all out. It was just like, I can't do this anymore. And so I quit and I've never looked back. Yeah.
1: This is amazing. And I know there's more to your story about what you're doing now, and we'll come back to that later. I I love what you said. I just think there's this tension, um, an appropriate tension between who we are and what we want to do and, and what other people tell us that we should do. And so much of our uh, drama or inner turmoil comes from us feeling like we are not doing what we're supposed to do. But it's such a messed up yeah. system, isn't it? Because it us doing what someone else t- tells us we should do doesn't usually bring us any extra joy or satisfaction or fulfillment of our best self. You know, it's only like checking someone else's boxes. Yes. So instead, if we can figure out what's right for me yeah. and do that, then that can bring us that fulfillment and you know, you did that several different times and you went through iterations of saying, "Here's what I feel drawn to right now." And then when it didn't feel right, then you changed it. And then you did something else and then you changed it. And we can do that. You know, we are wise and complex and capable human beings that can sort of pay attention to our inner You know, workings and our thoughts and and our desires of who we want to be and what we want to accomplish in life and and follow that path. And it can be a windy, windy journey. It doesn't have to be this straight shot. Mine was much more of a straight shot of I'm gonna be a doctor and then here I am. But mine's starting to wind a little bit now as I as I'm trying to do the same thing of find what really makes me tick and and how can I offer my very best self this unique version of me? I've accumulated all this information all this life experience, and how can I package that out and offer that to my family and the world and the universe in a way that is sort of a collective
0: raising up? I have always believed, I have the saying, that if you don't do you, you don't get done and the world misses out. Yes. Like if we are not doing what what we know- to be true because i also think we all have this inner knowing and like we know what's to be true but oftentimes like you said right there can be these other voices that we hear of like oh okay i know that i should probably do this but the world's telling me that i should stay being a doctor because yeah. it's a safe thing like mallory you've put yeah. so much time and effort into this don't do these other things but it's like if we don't listen to that inner knowing right if you if you didn't start to listen to that we probably want to be here talking on your podcast, right? Yeah, and you're helping yeah. so many people. And I think it's like, so often we think we have to stick to this one path. And you're absolutely right. Like, listen, life changes, right? Yeah. Always. And that's the only thing that's constant, right? It's change. That's right. Mm-hmm. But I do think that like, you know, listen, women, we have so much to offer and we all need to bond together a- in order to build these networks, right? There's there's this term of the old boys club, yeah. right? The old boys club has been around for a long time. They're golfing, they're skiing, they're, they're out there, they're connecting. We're all in this together. Yeah. And we need all of us in all the spaces. Yes, and for exactly. those who believe, right? I have a baby sister who her her whole life dream has been to be an incredible stay-at-home mom. Yeah. She's raising five incredible kids. And I always say to her, I'm like, I am so glad that was not my path. That is your path. And I, and I love that you love that. And she always is like, and I'm so glad that being like the working executive was never the path that I wanted. Yeah. But that you're able to feel that like we need all of us and we need all of us to support each other. I agree. I think the biggest, and one thing I just want to comment is that I think it's so important for, for women to understand that you can be a mom and you can do something that you love too, right? It's like that and is so important because I think that sometimes we think like, okay, well, how can I do that? It's mm-hmm. like, listen, that can look all sorts of ways. You can you can still be an incredible mom and you can also you know, live live your passion and be able to do those things that you maybe are like, oh, I'd love to do this. Yeah. You can do both. And I think the message that I would want to send is- to make it personal
1: you know to look at it for yourself because if you're not curious about it then you'll you won't see those opportunities you'll just see this is my job. This is my my role right now. And that's fine, but but if you can be curious about it, then you can look for opportunities. And maybe for right now with a mom of little kids, maybe yeah. that means she follows her art passion by sketching on the side. You know, yeah. or maybe it means she goes to school and becomes a graphic designer. Like it can mean so many different things and it should be different for every individual. But if we're not curious about it, if we don't even invite those opportunities, then you don't know what
0: opportunities you might be missing. Yeah, I think that there's so many women who just kind of shut that off. Yes, exactly. And I think that's the most tragic part is I have talked to so many women who are like, well, I don't even know what I'm good at. And it's because we've shut that off. And I always ask him this question. I always say, what did you love to do when you were a kid? Yeah. What did you love to do when you were a kid? Was that drawing? Was that, you know, I love to uh, pretend like I was making candy rocks and I'd sell them on, you know, I, lo- I was always like entrepreneurial and always yeah. trying to sell things. I'm like, think back to what you loved to do when you were a kid. Because oftentimes that's when we were maybe free of of the outside like projections of what we should be, yeah, or what we should be doing. So when we're kids, we actually that that's when we get to be probably our most free that we ever want to be. So that was actually my next question. And so tell me if you have anything to add to that.'s
1: if you have a woman who's feeling stuck and it could be because she's a stay-at home mom home with her kids, but it could be like me, like yeah. I've been in the same career for ten years and feeling like I have something inside me that is trying to get out, like I have something to offer and I can't figure it out. What advice would you have for a woman who just feels like, oh, that itch, like there is something in me, I have a
0: skill set, I have a knowledge set that needs out. What would you say to someone like that? I would say take your five seconds of courage and just try. I think I oftentimes that. the reasons why we don't do anything is because we're afraid of failure. We're afraid of like, but what if it doesn't work? But what if this? What if that? Yeah. Like none of that matters. Yeah. You know what? Like, yeah, we might fail. Yeah. Would you ever want to teach your kids to not try new things because they might fail? Like, no. So listen to to probably what you're saying to your kids and think about that for yourselves. Like, just try. And it might fail. And it may mean that like, oh, no, that's not actually what I want to do. And then you try something new. And mm-hmm. then you try something new. Like You just have to try.
1: I love that. And I think separating out those fears because it's so easy to say, you know, I, I think if I would have listened to this podcast episode two years ago, I would have been like, well, that's easy for you to totally. say. But for me, it's different. Yeah. I I can't do that. You know, my family really needs me yeah. to be doing this this way. And, you know, if Again, if you close that down, then maybe you're right. Yeah. maybe there is nothing there. And but let me you tell you, it is hard. Like yeah, I literally was yeah. a
0: primary breadwinner. Right, yeah. I was making a lot of money. When you're one of the top executives in a big company, you make a lot of money. You get you get cars. You get you know. I I hadn't paid for a car in 12 years, when I decided to jump because I could no longer. I was like, I can't do this. I'm not living the life that I know I'm supposed to be living. I'm not. Putting into the universe, like, my best self, I'm not putting that into the universe. I yeah. knew I was leaving that. And and it is a very privileged I, – I will say also, like, I'm going to caveat this all with, like, this is a br- very privileged way yeah. for me to be able to – right, for me to be able to jump and leave.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: It was it, – it, it was scary. You didn't have zero in your bank. That's account. That's exactly right. Yeah. Right. I, I didn't have zero and I and I was just like, okay, we're gonna do this. I remember calling my husband, like, I just quit. And I was like sobbing, like, what did I just do? Because that was <laughs> so scary. You know, I I'm so glad I had that five seconds of courage. Cause I think if I hadn't done it at that point, I probably wouldn't have done it. But like if I didn't do that, I would never be where I am now. And so it can feel really scary in the moment and you typically probably don't know. You know, I would say probably if, if you can map it out, probably a better way to do it right? versus being me who just yeah. is like, I'm out, I'm done. Um, I, I was lucky in the sense that I I was the longest running employee. I mean, I'd worked for them for 17 years. So they actually gave me paid leave. They thought I was just tired and burned out. It's so like, okay, <laughs> just take some time off. So I took their paid leave to then be like, yeah, okay, I'm pretty sure I'm not yeah. coming back. Um, but I would just say, trust your Like the biggest thing, and I think that this goes back to everything. We get so far off of like trusting ourselves, right? I I think that it's all these messages that we get, starting probably when we're when we're teenagers, you know, and people telling us that like, oh, you can't be that, Mallory. You can't be a doctor. I'm sure you probably heard that from people who were like, you're going to be a doctor. Like, you can't be a doctor. Mostly for myself, yes, Yes. right? And it's like all these things that we start believing are like keeping us from like who who we really are, who we really want to be. So just like trust yourself and then have the courage, you know, the courage to fail, the courage to do something new. And again, it may not work out. You know, my iteration of like, so I quit five and a half years ago and, and my path has been very windy and yet I'm like happier than I've ever been. And I think that's the key is like, you're not going to figure it out right away. Yeah. You know, it's going to take a journey to figure out where it is that you want to be, whether it's, uh, you know, again, like do, doing, doing, Giving yourself learning learning about something like there's so many different ways that you can test the waters too, um, without really having to having like such so much risk in yeah. it. You know, it's like that risk reward.
1: Yeah, I think another thing I hear from a lot of people a lot is like, I just think that's so selfish. Like that's just so selfish to say like, well, what do I want out of life, and how do you find that balance between it being selfish? For me, I don't feel like it's selfish at all, and I, in fact, I think that. You hiding your best self can be perceived as selfish because the world needs, I'm trying not to use Any uh, too aggressive language here. You probably need to use aggressive language. The world freaking (laughs) needs you, you know, like we need you to be your best self. Like we need women to stand up and be the best teacher they can be, and be the best mom they can be, and be the best corporate executive they can be. We do not need more women feeling bad about themselves. We need women who are standing up and saying, like, I have this much to offer. And dang it, I'm going to yeah. do it. I am going to offer it. I'm going to stand up and I'm going to do it. And and so for me, that seems – when people say like, oh, that's so selfish, it's just like, no, you're thinking small. That you is the key to, to a happy
0: society. Literally, like yes. I think that this is the key to like all of the distraught and everything that we have in our world right now. I think that if women were given the permission, both from themselves as well as from, from – because it does create support systems around you. Right. If women were given permission, I think that our society would be in such a better place because we wouldn't have. When women are whole, they don't feel the need to be looking around at everybody else and yes. judging them or feeling bad yes. or any of those things. We have happier kids. Yeah. We have, um, you know, kids who who hopefully aren't going to be bullies because they feel whole. So much of what we do and the work that we do on ourselves gets projected out into the world, yeah. and we forget that. Yes. You know, Absolutely. it's like if we are happy and whole, the world around us will be happy and whole. End of story.
1: Yes, I think that's so true. And I want to be clear from my perspective when I talk to women in my wellness coaching or patients, like, I don't care what you do for a living. I don't care if you're a stay at home mom. I don't care. But what I really want to see is that you are being true to yourself, that you are open to your skill set and to your passions and to your knowledge base, because I just see those as gifts. Like, we have all been given this unique personality, and culture needs that. Like, we need you. Yes. We need you at your best. And if you don't even entertain that or get curious about that, then we're missing out. We're miss missing out. Yeah. And your husband's missing out or your partner. And you know, there's just so much to
0: it. Yeah. We miss out so much when we're not giving our best selves, right? When yeah. we, and you're missing I think the the greatest I think that the greatest like sadness in me is that women miss out on what they truly can be, right? Or even yeah. their thoughts about themselves. And it's like, no, you. I, I lived, I, I had a really, I struggled with an eating disorder for a really long time from when I was a little kid. And I think about the life that I lived when I had my eating disorder. And it was mm-hmm. like, I could walk into a room and I could size myself up to everybody in that room, right? I could be like, okay, well, I'm skinnier than that person, this person. And it was such a horrible, horrible way of living. And that was even before social media. And so yeah. I think about social media now, and I think about women who are not happy with themselves. It like makes me tear up because you get onto these platforms where you're seeing everybody putting their highlight reels on there, and what are you doing? Because you don't feel whole because you haven't taken care of yourself. You're then comparing yourselves as you scroll and you're like, oh, well, so and so is doing this, and like, oh, so and so looks happy, and it's not uplifting you at all. Yeah. And like, I think that when we get into a really healthy place and when we are really whole with ourselves, then I think social media is great. But yeah, I think it's yeah, a it's really no tragic thing for women, for kids, for all of us to get on that and to go into this whole of like this comparison of how great somebody else's life is.
1: I think that's so true. And I can think of an Instagram influencer that I know who is, you know, she's this mom and she's dynamic and it seems like she, I mean, she's traveling all the times with her kids. She does tons of service and outreach and it's so inspiring in a lot of ways. And I've read through the comments out of curiosity and it seems so polarized like some people are either you're amazing thank you for doing what you're doing or the comments are really mean like well maybe you should spend more time with your kids or maybe that wouldn't happen if you'd been paying attention to the right things what i guess maybe i don't want to go into too much of why we do that but how do we not do that how do we how do we take the good yeah you know without taking a hit to ourselves without yeah. saying like, well, I, you know, I'm not as good I'm as I'm not them. doing this. Yeah. I
0: literally think it starts with like loving yourself. Right? Everything yeah. starts with loving ourselves. If we don't love ourselves, we can't love anybody else. And so yeah. we're always going to be looking at something from a lens of like, we're not enough. And so therefore, we're going to judge somebody from that realm. Yeah. But I think that when we start to like really be whole and really feel like I am living the life that I'm meant to live. Yeah. That is when our judgments, that's when we can we can look at people and say, oh, you know, this is amazing that this person is putting all of this stuff out there into into the universe. And think about all the things also that like, you know, So we also have to remember that we don't know the back end, right? We don't know the support systems that are in place. We don't know these things. So as we look at these people online, right, as we look at influencers and we think like, oh, their life looks so great, or, you know, I'm going to toss a judgment at you. Really what that needs to do is we just need to look at ourselves and sit with ourselves and say, why am I reacting that way? Yes. You know, what is the work that I haven't done? I think that the greatest work that we will do out of anything, it's not in our home. It's not in the workplace. It's in ourselves. Yeah. If we do the work in ourselves very first, then all the other stuff is going to work out. Well, gosh, can you imagine a world where just everyone was healthy? <laughs> Seriously, right? <laughs> where I mean, so many so yeah. many problems yes. to be taken yeah. away.
1: Yes. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll get there someday. But, but we're all in process too, aren't yeah. we? You know, I feel like I've worked so hard on doing so much work, and I still have those gut reactions. Sure. And and I have learned to do that a little bit better. To look yeah. and be like. Wow, why did I just react? Like, what she's doing is perfectly fine. You know, why do I, or I had this actually happened to me recently with this influencer that she got on her Insta story and she was like super big and super happy and like, oh my gosh. And, and I, my instant reaction was, okay, like, calm it down a notch. Like, you don't need to be so big. And I caught myself and I was like, why do I care? That is maybe her natural personality. Like maybe she's just a really fun, bubbly person. Why do I care? I'm happy with who I am. So I don't have to be like that if I don't want to be like that. So catching ourselves and being able to to say like, why did that get me? Well, because I'm jealous that she, you know, whatever. Like I don't have to care. Like it's great. Good for you. Happy Happy you found yourself. And if it's not
0: yourself, if it's not authentic and you're being a total imposter, like, I wish you well. Totally. I'm fine. (laughs) Well, and I think that that's like one thing because I I, I also think it goes the other way of like so many people are like, oh, but what if so-and-so thinks this of me? I have always said like, okay, it's none of our business what other people think about us, right? People are thinking about us zero. We always think that like, oh no, well, somebody's going to think this about me or this about me. Like what if I go and people think I'm selfish because I'm doing this career? Listen, it's none of our business, A, what people think about us as long as we- are like proud of what we're doing. Exactly. That is all that matters. It doesn't matter what anybody else thinks. And it can be so much
1: easier to care what other people think instead of to ask ourselves, what do you really yes. think? You know, yeah. I think it's easy to be like, well, you don't, you know, you don't have a, a say in my life, but to actually stop and look at yourself and say, What do I really want? Like that's that can be way more vulnerable. But to do this work we're talking about, to really stop and say, What do I want can feel really scary and feel really vulnerable. And thank goodness for the people, the women especially, who have been brave and who have bucked the system and who have said, you know, I I have something inside me that is worth offering, and I need to put it out there to the universe.
0: If our world was just a homogenous, you know, these are the roles that we each play. These are the roles that we need to do. If that's what our world was like, it would be such a boring world, and yeah. our a, and we wouldn't have all the different ideas and dimensions of of different things. And to bring it back to that kind of the way
1: that I think of intellectual wellness is, you know, what are we studying and what are our brains and what is our skill set and what is our kind of like what you said, like what did you enjoy as a child, like what unique talents and gifts and skills do you have to offer? Yeah. And how do you best do that? I think can feel better to some women than like, what do you want? Yeah, like, well, that's so selfish. Who cares what I want? Like, yeah. No, what is best? Yeah. What is the best part of you that you can bring to the world? And what is the right way, the best way yeah. for you to bring it to the world? And it can change tomorrow and yeah. it can change next month and it can change in 10 years. And yeah. what an amazing thing that is for
0: us. Yeah. Another thing that women can do is, is think about those things that your friends are always saying like, oh, will you please do this? Like I have a friend. Yes. I am terrible at like design. Like I am, I am not organized, right? I I am great. If you want me to put together a business plan or like get up and speak to a crowd of 10,000, I can do that. But if you want me to like be organized or like, <laughs> uh, you know, like design a house, like no way, I don't know how to do that. And yeah. so that's like, think about that. Like what are those things that people always come to you and say like, oh, hey, will you help me like organize my house? Or will you help me like make the decision? like? Like, oh, you put clothes together so well, you know, like, what are those things that your friends are always asking you? Because those are typically the things like, oh, well, maybe that's something that I can do for a career. I have a great friend who, um, who she is incredibly organized and she was like, oh, maybe I could turn this into a career. And she launched a like home organization, um, business and it's super successful. You know, it just took that. that one thing of like, oh, well, my friends always ask me to like organize their houses. Great. We are so often drawn
1: to competitive our competitive sides instead of our supportive sides. And it's this idea of scarcity. Like, yeah. well, if you're doing that, then I can't do it. Well, shoot, now what am I going to do? Like, I wish you hadn't done that. And you're doing it so well, and I'll never do it as well. Or like, I could do that way better than you. Just all of this competitive nature that we see when we're, I think, insecure, right? Like for when sure. we're not yeah. sure of ourselves. So how do we how do we create or come at things from a place of more support for yeah. each other? Like, how do we support each other, especially as women, um in a world that feels so like exclusive like if you do it well then i can't do it
0: i think the biggest thing we can remember is that there is room for you too yeah each one of us is our own unique beings right and so the way that, the way that i do something is going to be totally different than the way that you do something yes and that's what makes us all different right yes. and that's why the world needs all of us is because if we all were doing something the same way that mallory like well no we have to do it all the way that mallory does it then the world's going to miss out, right? It goes yeah. back to like, if we don't do us, like then the world misses out. And so just remember that there is room for you too, that that yeah, there may be lots of competitors, but nobody's going to do it just like you. Yeah. And so it's bringing that unique. And that's why I think it's so important to really tap into like who you are and yeah. what you really want to be like touching back on like what we talked about earlier is that it is so important for you to be true to you mm-hmm. because when you're true to you, you put that out into the world and that's what the world's going to resonate with. And so really make sure that like, Who we are and those questions that we're asking ourselves are bringing us closer to that person of being like, no, I feel like I am all of me. Yes. And the world needs me because the world does need us, right? The world needs all of us. The world doesn't need cookie cutters. The world doesn't need all of us doing the exact same thing and dressing the exact same way and, you yes. know, on and on and on. The world needs our color and our, you know, it's not black and white. Like it needs all of us.
1: You know, I am still so much in this journey of fear and vulnerability and trying to be true to myself, but also trying to stay true to the other obligations. So I think when we talk about it, it can seem very simple. Like, well, just go do it. Yeah. You know, you do you. And, and it can seem really simple. And I know it's. It's hard, yeah, and I know it's scary, but we we have to keep doing that work. We have to keep. Edging into that discomfort, so that because the world does need
0: yes. you. Well, and remember that you're not alone. You know, I think yes. oftentimes we can yeah. think like, oh, well, if I do this, like, no, you're not alone. And I think that when we actually start to talk about these things, you know, I think that's what vul- vulnerability does. Yeah, it connects us in a different way. So we actually start to to vocalize like, oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not feeling whole. You know, doing X, Y, and Z, and you start to vocalize that to a few of your friends, or you listen to this podcast, and you send Mallory a, a message, and you say, Mallory, you know, thank you so much. I I am really afraid about this, but like, that's how we connect. And that's actually how we like build a better world is that we are, we are able to take down our guard. We're able to say like, okay, this might not, this might be scary, but we're going to connect on a deeper level like that. Gosh, I love that. So let's be
1: willing to show our fears and our, our weaknesses and, and reach out to other people because it also supports them. Totally. Yes. I think that, we were gonna talk a little bit about imposter syndrome and I don't think we have a ton of time, but but I do think there is that idea of we think that they're doing amazing. Yes. You know, we think that they are full of confidence and never second guess themselves. And the further I move into sort of the business world, the more you recognize like literally every person started from nowhere. Yeah. Like every person had to figure out how to make their first dollar and how to how to do their first scary thing and and like no one is sitting there not second guessing themselves yes. at some point along the way and so by recognizing that and by being vulnerable that person that we think is just amazing and has no doubt is suddenly like oh, thank you so much for saying that i've yes. been so nervous i've been so insecure and thank you that meant so much to hear that you're also insecure
0: so we as women can be so much more supportive of each other yes that's how right that's really how we get over imposter syndrome right i mean no. i re- i remember Again, being like, you know, throughout my life, it's like, no, you just got to fake it until you make it. And quite honestly, so many people are just faking it until they make it. Yes. Right?
1: Tell me more about that. Like, how do we do it? Because I, I've heard a lot of people say,
0: well, yeah, I, I mean, I can't do that. Yeah. That doesn't you apply You say to yes, and then you figure it out. Literally, yeah. like, and that sounds so simple. And that is truly like what I've done. When they asked me to withdraw from school, I was in my senior year of college, and they said, hey, we need you to travel on the torch relay as the Olympic spokesperson. I'm like, Yes. I had no clue. I was 20 years old, right? Like, what in the world was I doing traveling around the country? Yeah. I said yes. When they asked me to be the director of marketing, you know, at the age of 23. I had no clue what I was doing, but I just said yes. And then you figure it out. So have the courage to say yes, and then know that it's going to figure itself out. Listen, everybody's imposters, truly, quite honestly. I yeah. mean, I think we're all just like trying to like play this game. And I think that the difference is, is that women, th- this is like a huge difference between women and men, right? And I and I, I I noticed this because I, again, worked in a room full of men. 90% of my career was with all men. Yeah. And men operate from an ecosystem. So they're always going to, to act as if they know the answers. Yeah. They don't question themselves. They may only know 50%. of the answer, but they're going to act like they know everything. Whereas women, we feel like we have to know, we have to check the box on 100% of things before we even throw our hat into the ring or before we even like put our voice out there. Like, no, we need to start operating a little bit of like, okay, let's just... Let's just pretend, you yeah. know what? Let's just fake this until we make it. And then that's where it's great to have this network of women, right? That's like this network of women where it's like Mallory, okay, I just, I just took the sleep, but I don't know what the next step is. And when we have that supportive community and when we have that village, because that's really what it is, is like this village of like incredible women who are all just like lifting each other up. Yeah, that's where we Get rid of our imposter syndrome, and we feel more supported.
1: Well, and because I would say, like, oh, I've totally been there. Don't even worry about yeah. it. I'll help you I'll yes. help you to the next step is so great. And I think kind of tying it all up, if you go back to what is right for you and best for you, and you are in tune with your innate qualities and the things that make you so um innately and beautifully you, then when the scary thing comes that you're going to fake it till you make yeah. it, you have at least a little bit of direction behind you to say, I don't know how to do that, but I know it's part of who I am. Yes. Like, I know that's the direction that I want to go. And if it seems in conflict with who you are, then maybe that's the time that you do say no and you say, that doesn't really – that's not the direction. Like, that would be a great opportunity, but it doesn't really get me the direction that I want to go.
0: Yeah. But this over here would be great. So We have knowing to practice yourself, it, right? Because yeah. that's the thing is that, like, the more that we practice that, the more we put ourselves out there. The more we we like are kind of it's like building our muscles, right? Yeah. It's I always say it's like flexing that courage muscle. Like just like we work out. Yeah and just like we, you know, I can't go run a like a marathon tomorrow. No, I have to like build up to that. Yeah. And it's the same way with like taking these little steps, right? Just flex that muscle because then it's gonna be like, oh yeah, our 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 courage muscle remembers that. Like Oh, we tried this before. Yeah. I put myself out there. Okay, maybe it didn't go as bad as what mm-hmm. I thought. And so it just is like continuously trying and trying and trying. And that's what sticks. And yes. that's what that's what helps us. Probably the same stuff that we say to our kids. You yep. know, like we tell yep. our kids, like, "No, you got to try it. You know what? You you may not be great at it at first, but you're going to try." And that's the, that's the, I I would I I think we should give that same message to ourselves. Absolutely. Right? Like, okay, let's just have the courage to try. And you look for that little proof. That yeah. little proof that like. I did that and it worked. Yes. So then you go for the bigger proof and the bigger proof.
1: Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what you're doing now.
0: Yeah, so now I run a skincare company. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when I left um, Powder Corp, when I when I left the ski industry, my my whole thing when I left was I knew that my value was helping female entrepreneurs. That was what I wanted to do. I wanted to help women step into their own power mm-hmm. because I saw so many women around me who weren't. And so uh, I actually met uh, Denise Cartwright, who owned Crude Personal Care. It's microbiome friendly skincare, and she and I met two weeks after I had I had given my notice, uh, and she and I started working together. And now we have a great business. So you can go to livecrude.com. It's all my microbiome friendly skincare. So it's, it's um, skincare that helps support your skin's uh, systems. It's, It's like getting rid of the beauty industry of like what they tell us we need to do. It's a simple system. All you need is like let nature heal itself right our skins our skins our skin like knows what to do it's like the same thing with us right we typically always know what to do but it's when we take these other messages in that's what kind of gets us furthest away so so our skincare company is really back to that we actually have a a blog called the school of unlearning and it's because we want to help people unlearn all these things that we've been taught whether it's about the way that we need to like. What we need to do on our skin, what we need to do like with soap, all of those things. So yeah, so it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of a lot of success and a lot of growth. Um, and it's just been so incredible to again be like a women-owned, women-run business um, and seeing success in that way. That's great. So if people want to reach
1: out to you, do you have any sort of direct contact? They can contact you. Yes,
0: please. Uh you can find me all places. So my name is Krista Perry, K-R-I-S-T-A-P-A-R-R-Y. You can literally find me across all platforms on that. Please, you can, you can email me. Um at Krista at livecrude.com. Um and that's Live c r u d e c r u d e C-R-U-D. C-R U D E. Yeah. Yep. L-I-V-E-C-R-U-D-E. But I would love to uh help support cheer you on. I love connecting with people. It's um, so great. But but I I am such a big supporter of like helping women to find uh their wholeness uh and find themselves. And I think what you're, the work you're doing here is such a, a, a big part of that. It's like Thank we just have you. to give women it goes back to that, like, right, that intellectual wellness. If they can be listening to podcasts like this that are allowing them to think differently or yeah. having them have different ideas of what they could be, that's what hopefully is going to create a world where where uh, we're much happier. Gosh, that's what I'm going for. Yeah, so I we'll love do it.
1: it. You're on your way. Thank you so much, Krista. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening and come back next time for another episode. And remember, this information is for education only and not intended to be medical advice.